Welcome to Swift Coaches Academy, a podcast dedicated to bringing exercise and health professionals the uncensored truth behind what it really takes to succeed in the health industry with me, your host, Xenia Wood. As an accredited exercise physiologist and the founder of Swift Coaches Academy with almost a decade of experience, I'm on a mission to transform the lives of ambitious health professionals who want more and are ready to take action to create incredible impact and financial freedom. So join me as I speak candidly with industry leaders about the struggles and successes from within the trenches through thought-provoking conversations. Today's episode is a snippet from the content from our anatomy mastery course and we are going to deep dive into the hip flexors and particularly psoas major today now what we're going to talk about is what i have called uh one of our swift signature systems the fix and move strategy which is a way that we can learn the actions of any muscle while understanding vaguely where muscles originate and insert without having to know the technical terms of like tubercles and you know processes and all those sorts of things I will talk to them so that you have an understanding of it however I do not believe it is essential as exercise professionals for us to need to know like the exact nuances of exactly where muscles originate and insert from to be able to not only understand anatomy and Stop rote learning it. Firstly, is probably where I should have started with this. Um, The idea here is to teach you systems and strategies so that you could get given any muscle and be able to identify its actions based off of that. And then we're going to dive into how to integrate that into our exercise prescription. So starting with our fix and move strategy, particularly as it pertains to our psoas major. So we know that this is realistically one of our primary flexes of the hip. uh, And it is going to start from our transverse processes of T12. So our, our vertebrae, T12, meaning the bottom of our thoracic vertebrae down into L5. So the whole lumbar spine, it basically inserts onto the transverse pressures, so the sides of all the vertebrae, T12, down to the base of our lumbar, okay? So just understanding that side of the vertebrae is really all I want you guys to take away from this in the lumbar spine and the bottom of the thoracic spine as well. Then it uh, inserts onto what's called our lesser trochanter. So again, terminology is not something that I feel is necessary or essential for exercise professionals to get incredible results with your clients. Um, What we do need to know, though, is that what it means is it actually wraps sort of around the front side, the anterior side, and then under our femur. Okay. And so what that means is that it's going to have an action to produce external rotation of the femur. So if you're thinking, um, let's go your right leg, you're sitting there looking at your right leg right now, and it's going to be wrapping from your spine around and down in the inside of your groin and wraps sort of under a little bit your groin just behind our midline. Okay. So if you sort of have your finger there and you sort of grab that finger and you pull it towards the origin, which you spoke about before, which is the spine, you'll notice that you will be externally rotating your femur. Okay. So that is part of, um, I've just sort of given away a little bit of our fix and move strategy, but I'm going to come back, explain what that means so that you can do this with literally any muscle. And this is, this was crazy when I figured this out because I was shit 
at anatomy, to be put it bluntly. I think I got fives in anatomy. Seven is the best score if um, you're not an Australian scoring system. And I really sucked because I just tried to rote learn everything. And I was so frustrated because I'm not someone who's great at just remembering and memorizing things. I love concepts. I, I love ideas. And I also want to teach people how to think critically as opposed to just being the person who's the best at remembering stuff because to me that doesn't teach critical thinking it doesn't teach okay what's next or how can I manipulate this variable it just teaches someone to be good at tests okay so our fix and move strategy basically we fix one uh one attachment so either the origin or the assertion insertion and then we move the other so by fix I mean um, basically hold still or don't move what we were taught at uni what I was taught at uni was that you can move the insertion closer to the origin but no one ever really spoke about the fact that the origin can actually move closer to the insertion which is something that I think needs to be spoken about more because it's so valuable to understand that, hey, like now we know that the psoas major inserts on the spine and then down onto the inside of the top of our femur. We can not only move our femur and therefore create movements at the hip, but we can also move our spine. And this really unlocked a lot for me. So I hope that that is the same for you today. So we're going to talk through our fix and move strategy. So fixing either the insertion or the origin and moving the other and then switching them. So first, what we're going to do is fix the origin and move the insertion. So when it comes to our psoas major, we are fixing our lumbar spine and that lower thoracic vertebrae. So we're not moving that at all, but we are going to move our insertion, which is the femur, okay? And so what's going to happen when we do this? We want to think about, okay, what joint are we moving? It's always going to be a joint that moves. So if we're not moving the spine, but we're moving the femur, the joint that's going to move is the one in the middle, which is the hip, okay? And so what movements is this going to perform? Now, you probably know the psoas major as a hip flexor. So yes, it does flexion. And we can understand this by thinking about if we pulled that um, that insertion point, which is wrapped around sort of just behind the midline of our inner groin, up towards our spine, then we can see that not only is it going to externally rotate, like we spoke about before, but it will also flex the hip, okay? So therefore, we now know that if we fix the origin and move the insertion, we are going to perform hip flexion and hip external rotation. But don't forget, we can actually also move the origin and fix the insertion. So let's keep the hip in neutral, not move the hip now, and let's do the inverse. Inverse. So what we're doing is we're fixing that femur, not moving that femur. We're actually moving the lumbar spine. And so when we think about this, we have to think this muscle bilaterally and unilaterally. So we know that it attaches from the spine, which is very central, out towards the inside of the top of our femur, which is more lateral than the spine. And so if we think of that unilateral, so just one of those muscles, not both sides, then we know that we're going to produce lateral flexion or flexion to the same side. Um, so ipsy lateral, meaning same side later, lateral flexion. And we're also going to be performing if we go bilaterally, so both muscles at once, we're not going to laterally flex because one muscle would lengthen, one would shorten. What we're going to produce is spinal flexion. And so therefore, when we fix the insertion, move the origin, we perform spinal flexion 
bilaterally and unilaterally. We're performing ipsilateral or same side lateral flexion. So this can be a little bit confusing if you're not looking at it, but let's remember that we can view muscles from different angles. So if you do have an opportunity and I use uh, what is called essential anatomy or anatomy 3D, which is a program that gets me to move around muscles and I can see like a full 3D model of each individual muscle, it's been really helpful for me with this so that I can really articulate um, what part we're fixing, what part we're moving, and then understand what happens when we pull those two sections together. Now we're going to dive into practically how does this apply. So what we want to look at is, let's say, for example, as a case study, someone has or reports they have tight hip flexors. And so they want to stretch their hip flexors. Now, typically what people will do is, um, you know, they'll sort of drop down onto one knee forward, one um, one knee back. So like a tall kneeling position um, with one foot flat on the floor and one knee back and down. And they will sort of lean forwards and then maybe arch their back. Okay. That's our typical or a very common hip flexor stretch. But I want to make sure that we're going through and understanding all of the movements that the hip flexor does to then be able to oppose those so that we can stretch it. So remembering remembering the action of a muscle is obviously the shortening or the concentric contraction of those, um, those muscle fibers to produce certain movements. So if we want to stretch it, we obviously want to do, do the opposite. So when it comes to our psoas major, we know that it does hip flexion and external rotation of the hip. So therefore, we know that to stretch it, we do the opposite. So we want to extend the hip and we want to internally rotate the hip, something that is missed quite often. Um, we also know that our psoas major flexes the spine. So therefore, we want to be in spinal extension, which is what people normally do when they're in that leaning forward position and they throw their, their torso back. So that's what we want to do if we're stretching um, our hip flexors bilaterally. But because we've got one knee up and we're stretching the hip flexors, hip flexors independently, we actually not only want to be in spinal extension, but lateral flexion to the opposite side. So if it if we know that psoas major does ipsilateral lateral flexion, we need to be in contra, so opposite lateral, lateral flexion. So our movements that we have to stretch our psoas major is not just hip extension and it is not just also spinal extension. We need to understand we also want to be in contralateral lateral flexion and hip internal rotation. So when we think about, okay, now going from our general hip flexor stretch that people will do to this new advanced version where we're getting all of the fibers of the psoas major stretched, what we want to do is, yes, we're extending the hip. Yep, we're also extending the spine. I like to put people into posterior pelvic tilt so that we know that we're not just extending the spine, but the actual hip is being in extension. So tuck the pelvis under, make sure that you feel that stretch through the anterior or the front surface of the hip. And then we actually want to internally rotate the hip. So making sure the back leg, the one that we're stretching, is in internal rotation and lastly, we actually want to laterally flex. So bring the opposite hand up over the head and reach in the opposite direction. And that 
is how we are going to most effectively stretch our psoas major. So if people are coming saying, hey, I have tight hip flexors and you want to stretch them, making sure that we're mastering this and going, okay, if it is psoas major, if we can articulate that, um, or even if we can't, understanding the iliacus, which is our, our other sort of best bud from our, our psoas major, making sure that understanding that it does the same movements practically other than the ones at the spine. So, you know, if you wanted to just stretch iliacus, don't extend the spine, don't worry, uh, but you will extend the hip still and you don't need to laterally flex the spine either because iliacus inserts, uh, sorry, originates from um, the iliac fossa. So basically the the front surface or the anterior surface of our um, iliac crest, so that pelvic bone. Uh, so it doesn't have an attachment on the spine. So we just remove the spine movements if that was the case for that one. But remembering again, if you are going to stretch um, your all of your hip flexors or particularly psoas major, we want to be putting the body not only into spinal extension, but hip extension, contralateral spinal lateral flexion and hip internal rotation and that will get you the best bang for your buck it takes an extra second to set up and you're going to maximize the stretch on the hip flexors now we go through this with so many other different muscles in our anatomy mastery course it's an eight module accelerator um, you have 12 weeks to complete all of the content and there are live tutorials there are so many modules this is maybe like one fifth if that um, of one module talking about the hip and pelvis we go into every other muscle group and then we talk about how we functionally integrate it just like we have today with stretching but we also talk about it with exercises and how to get the best out of your programming through understanding anatomy and stopping trying to rote learn everything, pulling your freaking hair out because that was absolutely me. And there's a better way. There is so much, there is such an easier way to be doing this rather than trying to be like, I'm not good at rote learning. Therefore, I'm just never going to be good at anatomy because I'm here to tell you that I used to suck at it, like really sucked at it. And I spent so much time trying to rote learn and go through it and over and over again. Nothing ever stuck until I figured out our swift signature systems of our fix and move strategy. We also have a ton more uh, strategies and methods that we use and we teach you everything we have. So if this sounds like something that you're going, fuck yes, I would fucking love that. And I know I need to be better at anatomy, but... I A, have been sitting on my hands for years um, or, you know, need the accountability or just need some direction and guidance. I wish I had this when I graduated uni or when I was even going through uni um, because it can be so much easier and more efficient and effective to have something like this in place rather than trying to sit behind a textbook and learn this shit. So, Practical activities involved as well, case studies. We have assignments. You can get um, professional development points as well. There's so much involved in this. Um, if you are interested in joining us, the link is in our show notes and you can also find it on our website. Um, so please feel free to do that. If you have any questions about it, please reach out to me at Swift Coaches Academy on Instagram and I'd be more than happy to help. Until next episode, have a great week and move swiftly. 
If you enjoyed this episode, it'd honestly mean the world to us if you could share it with a friend or on your socials, follow and leave a quick review so that we can bring you more real, raw and uncensored stories from industry leaders. We also love hearing your feedback. So please DM us on Instagram at Swift Coaches Academy if you have suggestions for future guests or topics. Until next time and in whatever you do, move swiftly.